Hey, what's up you guys? Does capitalism get you down? Does the constant pressure to be productive get to you? Are you tired of being a cog in the machine? Then we invite you to be part of the revolution <laughs> against toxic productivity by embracing the useless things. Welcome to episode 72 of the Very Unimportant People podcast. Do less. I'm your host, Lydia, and this week I debuted my low-rise pants. <laughs> Ew. It is 2022, Ew. May 9th. You're done. This is going in the history of documents You're as history done. of the pants. The low-rise pants are back. <laughs> Ew. And I'm Courtney. <laughs> I'm your other host. I'm supportive. Um, I hate low-rise pants. No, I'm just kidding. Wow. And this week, I went camping. Oh, Yay. I can't be. <laughs> How was camping? Where'd you go? Um, camping was fun. It was good. We went to Sombrio Beach. No surprise there. That's I literally yeah. just go there anytime I need to go anywhere. Um, yes. And <laughs> it was fun. Normally on the way up, we like go to this breakfast place, Shirley's, yeah. like the best place ever. And um, Janae's brother was here. And the entire time he was here, we were like hyping it up. We're like, we're going to go to Shirley. Shirley's is the best. You're going to love Shirley's. It's the best place in the world. And like literally hyping it up every three minutes. And we got to Shirley's. Shirley's was closed. Why? I was like, what? How can they get Shirley's? <laughs> um, so we had to eat pizza for breakfast. Like literally the Aww. only other place on the way to the beach is a pizza place. And we had to wait in the parking lot for 30 minutes for it to open. Um, <laughs> we're like waiting outside the door. We we're like, hello. And then they opened early for us. We we're like, thank you. Um, really it was nice really good well. pizza. Uh, very, very good, like wood fire pizza. But for mm, breakfast, you know, mm. not always what you're craving. But no, you just make not. do with what you got, apparently. That sucks. Yeah, then we went camping. It was supposed to rain. I really didn't want to go camping. I was like, this is a bad idea. We're going to get wet. It's supposed to be really cold. Mm. I think this is going to be miserable, but the guys really wanted to go. So I was like, fine, I guess we'll go. And it ended up being like the best weather ever. The rain just kind of somehow skipped over us. People thought we were (laughs) idiots when we got there because it was raining when we got there. And we were like trudging down the beach. There was no other tent set up. It was just us in our tents. We set up our tents. We went for a walk and we came back and the sun was shining. The birds were singing. It was great. Oh we got a beautiful God, sunset. That's so awesome. We oh. got a beautiful sunrise. It was sunny when we woke yes. up. So the weather ended up yes. being really good. And then it started raining right as we left. I was like, oh my perfect. God. <laughs> it just we <laughs> were here. Right in between the eye of the storm, you know? We you were. were. We were. They were like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Let's just, let's just pause because they're here. And then yeah. we got ready The second to go, that you guys like, left, okay, the weather was like, we can keep going. Yeah. Back with our regularly scheduled programming. Yeah, so it was funsies. That sounds like a lot of fun. Tell us about your low-rise pants. pants. <laughs> Disgust <laughs> is just so hard to disguise. I um, so <laughs> yeah, I was sending How her pictures, and she's like, "I just," she's like. It's it's an unexplainable ick. <laughs> I was like, it's not you. It's not that you look bad. Yeah. It's that I just, I can't handle it. I can't do it. I can't yeah. do it. Whenever I see them, I get the ick. Mm. I, I mean, I understand. I it kind of just reminds me of like elementary school in a lot of different ways. But these pants are just kind of different. For some reason, they give me Justin Bieber vibes because they're white and they have like some pockets. They're kind of cargo pantsy. And um, 
they kind of like sit in a pretty good spot. So a little bit about my body. I don't have a, a very like defined waist. Like my, my torso is very much straight. Like I definitely do have a waist, but like it's not very, it's not super defined. So for some reason, I don't know if like maybe my torso is just made for low rise because like while high rise do me favors, yeah. low rise also looks fantastic <laughs> like I don't know why but it just looks like it's just like it's just perfect like it's just straight body and like we're good to go and so um I got them from also maybe a little bit of a controversial place these days garage um which is also somewhere that I used to shop when I was literally in grade six so that was in like 2010 like garage it honestly was popping, never gets you know old, for elementary school kids stuff. but seriously i went back to garage maybe like two years ago and i got a shirt for new year's and i wore it on new year's such a cute shirt 10 out of 10 shirt and now i went back and like i saw some pants that i really really liked and i was like fuck it let's fucking go let's do it and i got like a shirt that was really crazy and really cute and like i don't know what's going on with garage but they sell a lot of things that are incredibly incredibly small and just look like they are made for literally preteen girls which i was in grade six when i was buying clothes from them and they also sell things that are just like for regular people apparently for adults and also their entire like marketing scheme in garage has completely changed i don't know what happened but they're not like (laughs) super like dark and like grungy and like like the walls used to be black and purple and like there was like some pops of yellow and stuff like that but recently they just completely changed over into just white everywhere with like holographic kind of glass chairs and like white chairs with like that kind of holographic like material on it and it's just like glass that kind of turns into a rainbow sometimes yeah it's so weird and it looks okay i guess but it just kind of looks like it's very different it's very different from the garage that i like know and love like Mm -hmm. and a place called garage feels like it should be a little grungy and not this like kind of like 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 a garage yeah exactly (laughs) not this establishment like i don't understand exactly what is happening and in this garage too they had like personalized fitting rooms that you could book in advance and get a stylist for and you could like book 30 minutes with the stylist it was so bougie and so weird so anyways i put these um pants on and originally i thought that they were going to be high rise and i was really excited for it because i've kind of been looking for white pants because like i live in the city now and i need to like up my style game because everyone dresses (laughs) like it's a goddamn fashion competition so (laughs) so um i like got these pants and i was like okay i'm gonna try these on and i put them on and like they were low rise so i was just like oh god and so i walk out of the change room and i was like oh my god and immediately three sales associates were like oh my seen anyone look so good in those before and i was like what i was like really i'm pretty sure they paid to say that to you but i'm happy for you um so i took the paid compliment and i ran with it and now i just (laughs) have unstoppable confidence like i I know that low rise gives so many people the ick and i still don't completely like the low rise pants but for some reason when i wear these i'm like these look amazing even if even though i know for a fact that there's a lot of muffin toppery going on i'm still Mm. like this is this is amazing (laughs) i don't know why (laughs) yeah i feel like they're coming back in style they definitely are like i see a lot of people wearing them around i just yeah i can't i feel on tiktok yeah 
um they were everyone's always just like oh like uh you know you people the only people who want low-rise fashion to come back is like people who are like a size zero and like people who are like a size two and by the way you guys i'm not a size zero or a size two or even a size six or even a size eight <laughs> so i'm wearing <laughs> low-rise jeans out here low-rise pants out here not denim definitely not like denim yet but maybe mm-hmm. maybe my mind is definitely open to the possibility i have i have unleashed a whole new side of my brain you know, right side, left side. They also they say you only use twenty percent of your rise, brain. High rise, low rise. That <laughs> open concept. The high rise side of your brain and the low rise side of your brain. <laughs> I've unlocked the spare bedroom <laughs> in between those high and low rises where the the, the low rise. Oh, lives? I see what you did there. <laughs> you said I you unlocked another about side of your brain for a second. No, and I was like, I was like, oh, okay, like the like the brain is at different levels of living. No. But you I meant like the happened. high rise and yeah. the low rise pants. Yes. Yeah. So I've unlocked low <laughs> yes, rise. Because we were talking about it was pants. Closed yeah. down for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I did not follow that train of thought. But yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah, I'm happy for you. Um, I yeah, I'm glad that you feel good in them. I just it's crazy. Can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I yeah. feel like they just I, cut yeah, off. I get it. They just cut off in the wrong spot. I. Like, the waist, you know, goes like this. Mm-hmm. And they just sit, like, on the bottom one-third of I know, the waist. Right? And it just freaks me out. It's and then when so you sit weird. down, everyone can, like, see your butt crack. and Sometimes. I'm a person with, <laughs> like, large hips rise. and a large badonkadonk. So, yeah, yeah, they, mm, they just make <laughs> all of that bigger. And then when I sit down, everyone can see my butt. So I just feel like oh. I have personal trauma from low rise. And I <laughs> will never be going back there again. <laughs> I completely understand. It's a surprise. <laughs> but donk donk. <laughs> it's totally okay. It's totally okay. I don't expect everyone to, you know, come over into the low rise side of the world. It's just like it's just insane. For so long I've been I've been shut off to that part of the world because of the media and because of the stigma because around of the low rise jeans. Yeah, people were just like, low rise What's is disgusting. Why would media? you ever wear low rise? Blah, blah, blah. I just got I out know. of style, you know? And I was just like, and the low rise just got disgusting. so low at some point. Sometimes I watch movies yeah. from like the 2000s and it's literally like right, it's sitting on their pubic bone. Yeah. Like, people have to get waxed to wear those pants. Ew. Like, it's gross. <laughs> gross. I never want that to happen again. It's really bad. I would prefer them yeah. to go up, like, all the way to under my boobs, please. That's where I'd like my pants to sit. Just... You need to invest in some, like, overalls. I think you would really maybe. thrive in overalls. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> just one pants. Just a leotard. Yeah, yeah, just onesies all the time for you. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Anyways. <clears throat> and I'm happy that they're that they've allowed me to explore this other side of the world and i'm learning a lot about fashion and that you could just wear what you like you know and it doesn't have to be yeah. what's in style all the time i think that's what makes it fashion is just the confidence because i feel like one person can wear Ooh, something and true. if they're not sure that it's fashion they kind of maybe look like homeless or like you know that doesn't match that's a little chaotic but mm. then if you just strut it with confidence people are going to be like mm, she knows what she's doing that's fashion that is fashion right there it is about the that's confidence fashion. it's true and you have to have unquestionable confidence too mm-hmm. like you Just can't wonder you know where it came everyone. from be like it's fashion i know i know more about this than you i am a fashionable fashion. person <laughs> i love it so guys mm-hmm. this week 
Yeah. Um, I'm going to talk to you guys about um, safes and safe unlockers. And this story starts, as many okay. do, with my mom, um, the main Aww. character in everyone's life at this point. So basically... <laughs> Um, she works at Humber College and she's been working there for like 10 years ish. And in that time, um, they've had this like safe in the back space that's just kind of been sitting there and like it hasn't really been moved or opened or unlocked and like no one really mm. questioned it. It's just been there and she's just like, Spooky. it's not really any of her business. So it's just kind of this mystery that's been sitting there like untouched for a How couple of years. How is she not like tempted? It's... Right? So I'd be all eventually. Over <laughs> i think she was like the only person who really was like seeing it too much too because it's kind of just like in the back and she just kind of knows like the back end of the hallways and like the underground tunnels and stuff like that it's also in a locked room that's only for staff so it's like a locked room oh within a locked room and the college has been really dead for like a really long time now because of covid and so my mom like began to bring her gardening hobby to work <laughs> like the windows are huge the sun shines into the windows and in through the roof and the electricity and the water is free and <laughs> she's also like this fix all type of person and anytime that they have any issue that they don't know how to solve they put my mom on it she gets mm. called in on the most random projects so she has a lot of really random knowledge that she just like has collected and then uses it once and then never has to use it again but i guess it somehow awesome. like amalgamates into a bunch of different things and just a bunch of different experiences stuff like that right so she just gets things so since it's just been so dead, one day the boss was looking for some busy work for the employees, I guess. And he decides that since the safe has been sitting there for so long, too long, and it's taking up space. And the safe is fucking huge, too. It's eight feet tall <laughs> and like 10 feet wide. It's like an entire room that you could open up the door to and like walk into and store things, like put things up on shelves. You could like squat down, like maybe get a little step ladder and like reach the very top oh shelf God. and stuff like that. Humongous. But no one, according to him, had opened it for 50 years. What? So it's also important to note that Humber campus is actually an old insane asylum. <gasps> and although the safe wasn't around like for kind of while that was happening, it was there mm -hmm. during construction and like during the birth Ooh. of the college, right? Ooh. So it's been there for a while. So everyone at a certain point, they were like all dying to know what treasure could possibly be inside. The boss, yeah. meanwhile, literally just wants the space. He just wants it out of the room. <laughs> and I can't um, believe he doesn't want to know. I know. He like doesn't care. He honestly wanted like to get it destroyed or like lift it yeah. out. Yeah. I know. Right. Fucking Scott. <laughs> <laughs> so he was just like, he was like, I don't know what to do with this, but he tasked my mom to like figure it out. So, okay. um, my mom is just like, okay, I'm going to figure this out. And so she calls the Humber archivists and mm. asks them about the safe and asks them for the combination because my mom is like, what the fuck is inside of this safe? So she asked them for the combination and they didn't even know it existed. They were like, what's safe? The archivists <laughs> didn't know that this fucking thing existed. So they were like, call IT. So she calls IT. Maybe someone at IT has been working at Humber long enough to remember what the code was. And they also yeah. have no idea that the safe is there. <laughs> oh, my God. Is it like so, a digital, like, you type in the code? Or is it some sort of, like, spinning lock It's a situation? turning mechanism. Yeah, it's like a spinning <gasps> oh, lock shit. turning old, old. mechanism. Super wow. old. Super old. It's oh been there God, for, like, okay. 50 years. So I can imagine that it's, like, at least, like, 60 years old or 50 years old or something like that. 
Wow. Right? So cool. So she starts watching YouTube videos on how to crack open safes. <laughs> um, and <laughs> the government is like watching her like search history like, mm, I think we need to keep our eye on this Maybe one. Flag her. Yeah. <laughs> and it just seems like a long process. And like for her, for something to seem like a long process for her, it's like mm-hmm. it means it's probably a huge fucking process because she's down for any task. But for this one, she was just like, you know what? I don't have all this expensive machinery. She was watching videos <laughs> on how to like fucking heat drill through it and stuff like that. And like wow. chainsaws, like all this, all this different type of things. And she was just like, you know, I don't think that this is fully necessary and it's definitely not in the budget and she was not feeling like she had the motivation for it you know she had other hobbies at work you know she brought her all her plants she was just like i'm not i'm this is just too much for me so she looks up someone a professional who could get the job done so she looks mm-hmm. up safe breakers and it turns out that safe Ooh. breakers and safe crackers is a small but very active industry the first guy she calls i know <laughs> did not get back to her for two weeks she told him about the safe she told him about the size and about the year and about the model blah 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 and he just like didn't get back to her and she was just like hey you know what fuck this guy maybe he wasn't even accredited or something like that so she calls the second guy toronto safe crackers he gets back to her he shows up with like a shit ton of tools and a shit ton of knowledge and he's like he looks like he's like ready to work and they haven't booked for like four hours and at this point there's like the entire staff is like standing around the safe and they like all want to meet the guy who's going to open the safe and they like all want to find out what's inside of it and so they like welcome him inside and um the team is kind of waiting there in anticipation to see what's going on knew it was going to be a lengthy process but they were like maybe we'll just keep him entertained for the first little while takes six hundred dollars out of out of the budget six hundred bucks to open the safe okay he brought all his tools everything they start chatting amongst themselves you know he's a skilled professional whatever mm-hmm. chatting whatever 15 seconds later the door is open <laughs> how <laughs> i fucking was so shocked when she told this me this guy needs to be in a different industry he needs yeah. to just start robbing banks because he's got a talent 15 seconds it was insane and they were just like not even through their conversation and the door was already open they heard it clicking and they were all like what the fuck like stopped (laughs) mid-conversation to turn around to see that this guy was just like standing there with the door open and um so um he was telling them then uh, since he had four hours to spare he started talking to them and he was just telling them that every safe um comes with like a factory code and oh. it's kind of industry knowledge to know what the factory code is and so he tried the factory code first and he also has this knowledge of from being in the industry for so long that oftentimes people will pick a code that is super similar to the factory code because they want something easy to remember so the factory code was 2050 and he tried 2060 and it opened yeah <laughs> I know. That's so dumb. Whoever seconds. made that code, so dumb. Fuck you. Why would you make it so <laughs> close to the factory code? I don't know. Just they just wanted something easy to remember. Or yeah, any four numbers would have been totally fine. But um, they were just—I don't know. And it was technically just two numbers because you spin it to twenty and then you spin it to yeah. sixty. So it's like they spun it to 20 and then oh they spun God. it to 50 and they opened it for the first time and they were just like, fuck it, we'll just make it 60. <laughs> and, <laughs> Great. And for some reason, no one fucking did the code for like so long. Um, so they open it, right? And they're just like, holy shit, yeah. let's go see what's inside. So they go see what's inside and it's pretty much all empty except for Aww. some film in the corner. I know. Ooh. I know. Yeah. So they have a couple of rolls of film 
that um, they have to give to somebody who still owns a film projector so that they could kind of see like what's on it and what's the tea if there is anything on it or if it was just like storage for empty film <laughs> or something like that because maybe it was expensive back in the day skis mm-hmm. but <clears throat> yeah a little bit of a mystery um a little bit solved and i was just really also impressed with this guy who did 15 seconds of work and got paid 600 dollars. and yeah although like he did do the whole getting ready process you know he went there he went back he got his tools he has a lot of knowledge this story kind of piqued my interest in uh but what the fuck like is this industry and like how do you get into safe cracking <laughs> and like what are these people's <laughs> lives like so that's kind of yeah. what this entire segment is going to be about <laughs> oh cool okay yeah. Uh, so the guy um, running the company my mom called, which was uh, called Toronto Safe Crackers, is run by this man named Joshua Poth- Pothiers. And he, in quotes, has never been able, been unable to unlock a safe. So every safe he's gone to, he's been able to unlock it. And they pride themselves mm. in using non-destructive methods. So a lot of people online on YouTube will tell you, you know, you can drill through yeah, this little area and then like t- take your special thing through. Yeah, literally just break it. Like or just break the break the one, the break the two. Just like I like, know all the codes. Yeah. <laughs> I have them all up here. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> so they don't destroy, they don't drill or nothing. One time he opened a safe from the 1960s and CIBC like went to uh this area and did like this whole article on it and they were just like, "What's going to be in it? Like this guy is coming on Friday to open the safe." And so he shows up and CIBC is there. And two and a half hours later, um, after also like three other locksmiths had attempted to open the safe, he opened the safe and they were all so fucking excited. And it was just old skates <laughs> from like Aww. the 1960s. <laughs> yeah, I know. And he well, says well. that that actually happens a lot. Oftentimes mm-hmm. people think that they're going to get some sort of crazy treasure or some sort of something. But usually it's just kind of something left over from yeah. when the safe was emptied. Or yeah, from... I feel like people take the valuable things with them. You know? <laughs> They're not gonna leave yeah. like a cool fifty mil in the safe. They're gonna they're gonna remember <laughs> that a cool fifty k. Yeah, exactly. Be like oh yeah, I got it coming with me. them. But the skates, I mean, you could use the cool 50 to buy some new skates or something like that. So he says that that happens a lot. And oftentimes, like, it's sad faces when people, when he finally gets the safe unlocked. But, I mean, he still feels like a lot of pride in being able to do it. Um, So you can buy training to be a locksmith from Wayne's Lock Shop. And it's a whole bunch of uh, videos that you can get. And this is, like, kind of, there's a couple of different levels to being a locksmith, okay? So this one, I'm guessing, is probably for the first level. And it's, like, 10 bucks a month for like a shit ton of videos or you could buy it for a hundred dollars for the whole year you could watch all these videos and i honestly don't know a lot more information because i would have had to pay for it and i didn't want to do that (laughs) Um, (laughs) but if you're interested you can do that and if you open a locksmith business um you need to get it verified and registered in the in the hey locksmith license like database um which is a database that approves locksmiths and because of this there's like a lot of different scammers out there um who are trying to like scam you and get your money for these locksmith situations so there's like this whole other part of the industry like safe is safe safes and like um banks and stuff like that is one side of the industry where people are working with those circular dials and circular locks where like 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 a locker where you can kind of like ticket and like kind of figure it out and then the other side of the unlocking and safe locksmithing industry (laughs) is like if you get locked out of your house or if you get locked out of your car and this Mm. is where most of the scams happen so interesting apparently 
what goes down is that if you're locked out of your house there you will typically google some super desperate google search and this leads you to ads that seem very good but you're in such a state of panic and desperation because you need to get into your house or into your car that you'll just click on whatever and you'll just click on whatever price and you'll just kind of like like go for it without really like thinking too deeply into it and then someone gives you good news right so you call the locksmith and then they're just like i'll do it for 40 dollars," and you're just like fucking fantastic like come here like be here in two hours like whatever so this guy will show up and then um he'll say that the lock is either too new or too high security and that he can't unlock it or she can't unlock it and they have to destroy the lock so they destroy the lock (laughs) drill through it and then give you a new shittier one and then charge you 10 times more than what you had originally agreed on over the phone because they had to do something like too difficult or you had to cover the cost of the new lock or something like that and this is how people get fucking scammed and real locksmiths you'll know you're being scammed because real locksmiths will never need to drill for a door or for like i don't know about cars to be honest but for a door like if they're just like we have to drill it it's probably not yeah. a real locksmith and you should probably just tell them to go home <laughs> interesting see know, my question right? here is that like what is the ethical code of the industry because the fact that people can just break into safes and break into homes yeah. really easily i'm like is there any kind of process where they're like hey prove that you live here or like prove that this safe is yours that you didn't just steal it from someone because i feel like i don't know safes are supposed to stay locked and locks are supposed to stay locked for a reason Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's an uphill battle (laughs) it is an uphill battle i don't know what the ethical code is i think that if yeah i don't know there should be a lot of people who go into like robbery though if they're locksmiths but i feel like they also get paid a lot of money for doing their jobs like if you're opening a safe then like Mm -hmm. your job you're you're getting paid a pretty good amount of money and um that's probably enough and it seems like from the people who like i'll take you through a couple of different people who i found articles on they seem to just really enjoy the challenge and like the fun of opening the lock They don't really care about the money like, too, too much. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, this is a fun little, like, like difficult kind of game for me to solve, which I also thought was a little bit funny that, like, someone 60 years ago was like, I will make a hard challenge for my fellow man <laughs> in 70 years that they have to know all these special rules and have to have the magic touch to be able to open and stuff <laughs> like that. Like, it's kind of it's kind of cute that someone mm-hmm. was like designing almost a game for us to figure out yeah. in the future <laughs> it's an interesting way to look at it yeah yeah but i mean they could definitely go into robbery and stealing i don't know what's stopping them yeah honestly. but even like, like even like for me if like i knew my neighbors were away and i just walked over to their house and like called the locksmith and i was like hey i locked myself out of the house can you break in oh. for me that's what i'm saying like what's the ethical process there like when they arrive and i'm like yeah mm. i live here can you just pop that open for me and i, I can just know. rob them dude you're on to something bam bam, bam. <laughs> so easy <laughs> robbers cover your ears don't listen to this piece of advice because courtney is really on to something how to i've always had this like personal um almost like fringe theory that locks on homes are pointless because they're just really for your own comfort because anyone who's coming to rob your home is coming prepared to break your lock 
Like, nobody just walks up to a house and, yeah. like, tries That's it. True. And then if it's closed, they're like, oh, man, I'm going to go rob someone else. Like, they're coming to your house with the intention of breaking into it. Yeah. And they probably know how to get around your lock. So I feel like the lock is just for – it's no secret that it's locked, you know? And same with cars. Like, yeah. if they want to break into your car, they're going to break into your car. Like, they're oh going to smash God. your window. Like, whatever. Yeah, So literally. you locked it. <laughs> Ooh. Oh my god. I guess it just makes it harder for like average passer buyers. But yeah, you're right. Like if you have something valuable to be stolen, like a lock is only going to do so much. <gasps> yeah, it's just for your own benefit. Everyone knows your house wow. is a lock. If they really want in. There's a lot of prepared. different ways in. Totally. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about my house right now and like giant oh, yeah. glass windows. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I have a window <laughs> right beside the lock on my front door. I think about oh, this yeah. all the time. Just <laughs> I could break into my own house. Yeah, you could. 100%. You might need to someday. What if you lock yourself yeah, out? That'd be good. Oh, my God. <laughs> they are pointless. Damn. So there's a whole other thing for you to think what about. What a revelation. Ponder upon. Yeah, I will Doesn't definitely be pondering on that. Okay, I don't feel as bad then for not locking the house sometimes when I leave. Whatever. Because if someone was going to break in, they would break in yeah. anyways. Exactly. They're going to... Yeah. At least now you won't have to, like, replace your front door or replace your window. Because you can just walk <laughs> yeah, right in. <laughs> One last thing to replace. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> also, benefits of sh- living in a shitty house is that it's yep. generally overlooked when people yep. are trying to rob. Always make sure your house and your car is a little less nice than the one beside you. Ooh. Be like, take out the expensive stuff. I like that. Okay, that's how you avoid getting yeah. robbed. Don't have nice yeah. things. <laughs> yeah. First so, step. be poor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that you won't get robbed. He's <laughs> busy. So, um, there are also safe cracking competitions. What? Um, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and for three out of the past five years, this guy Scott Gray of Toronto, um, Toronto. won at the competitive event. Um, and it's called the Safe and Vault Technicians Association Convention. And it's like held in the same place every year. And like safe crackers from all around North America like show up and participate in the competitions and do show and tell and like have little speeches Aww. and like just do like a little we are safe crackers, like union so things cute. and trade secret sharing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, How does um, one practice safe cracking? Well, do you just there are... buy a bunch of safes and you're like, you asked Buddy to lock it. Hmm. Pick well, a code, yeah. any code. <laughs> you could, you could do that. That's that's definitely one way to do it. I think that a lot of people. This guy, um, Jeff Sitar, who is the world champion safe cracker. Oh he's God. the best okay. safe cracker in the world. He practiced um on like safes that he found in the junkyard. So he oh, would cool. go as like a kid to the junkyard and kind of like pick up broken safes, and that's where he learned how to like do it. And also there's books you can read about it and there's like books about like master manipulation and like the art of manipulation and stuff like that. And it teaches you how to open up safes and how to like kind of feel for resistance while you're turning the the code to see like where other people have opened it before or like where the numbers are stuck on and you can Mm -hmm. feel it and you could also hear it. And that's how you kind of learn how to open up the safe. So since he's been doing it, since he was so young, since he was like 12 or 13 or something like that, he, I guess, is just better than everybody else because he won the safe cracking competitions eight times in a row. The international safe cracking competition. I know this guy's fucking crazy. 
He serves as a consultant in heist films for safe cracking. Um, cool. And he said, I know, right? And he says that every lock has its own personality. And he says that he Aww. can tell pretty quickly if the lock is talking to me or not. Kind of like an artistic sort of way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, he has a couple of fun stories. So um, one client brought him a 100-year-old safe which he opened in less than 10 minutes and there was $20,000 of cash <gasps> inside. Woo! And then the owner tipped him $500. Yeah, yeah, I was about right. to say, like, how much did he get to keep? <laughs> 500 baby. And he says, like, he could feel things in safes that the other people couldn't feel um so one example was that he went on a tv special because like he's world renowned so they brought him on a tv special to test his skills and they set up a safe so that you could see through the other side and like it was kind of a false door so they could kind of record it and they put different things to rub against the lock cylinders they put a toothpick a post-it note and a feather and he could tell every single time which one of them was fake and which one of them was the real like resistor that told him what the real number was i know (laughs) this guy's like a fucking psychic or something that's so cool he detected them you know he knew he's worked for police departments fbi the pentagon which um hired him to open a highly classified safe aboard a ship during the gulf war yeah and he says that every time someone wants him to open up a safe he'll do it and then he'll like immediately turn his back so that he doesn't see what's inside the safe because he's afraid (laughs) yeah it's a privacy thing but with the with the war thing with the with the pentagon he was afraid of secrets that if you knew it then you would have to Mm. be killed or something like that so he says that that's where his practice started and ever since then he just turns his back he's like i don't really care what's inside i just really care about (laughs) <laughs> yep yep what don't know won't hurt me <laughs> will not hurt me yeah so he just wow. like spins the dial until he finds these like resistance points and that's how that's so he cool. like figures it out i know right and he has a lot of really cool also machinery which i am assuming is something that the guy from toronto safe crackers probably brought to my mom's school um there's like this electronic listening device it's like a heartbeat listener um and they put it on the front door of the safe yeah yeah that's what it's called a stethoscope and they put it on the safe and then they listen to it and they like help like crack it like that but tools like that are forbidden at competitions so in order he doesn't use those often because he wants to keep his skills sharp so he often does it just with his hands and with like his own ear because you're not allowed to use those (laughs) like it's just a game to him (laughs) (laughs) that's absolutely wild I know, <laughs> right? Um, so back to this guy from the Toronto yeah. Safe Crackers um, guy, Scott Gray. He uh, was saying that cracking safes is always hard. And the truth is that they are not designed to open. <laughs> no matter hard. what, it's an, up, it it's an uphill battle. Seconds. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And he's like always so quick with hard. it. He won the competition like three years in a row. And he's like, you know, it's so always tough. difficult. <laughs> so <Shut> tough. <laughs> Um, he says his preferred strategy is finesse over force, which I think is a nice way of putting what all of these people are doing. Um, yeah. yeah, and he just finds out by like arranging the lock in a certain way, using the combination. There's no force at all. You're just using sight, sound, and touch to figure out the lock combination. 
pretty fucking cool. And there's also a union, <laughs> the A-L-O-A. Wow. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have to pay a yearly fee, which is what tells me that it is a union. And it also puts you in as a verified locksmith website or locksmith business. And it'll put you onto the website, Hey Locksmith, um, so that like people know you're a reputable place and people like you or I can go to that place and just pick like a locksmith that's near us and that we know that they're certified and so that we know like we find someone we trust who can do the job and then there will be repercussions if they like fuck something up you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it's a whole fucking thing it's like an honor system thing almost that you have to pay for it so um the large the trade associations for safe and vault technicians is called the nso which is the national safeman's organization sexist but whatever it also provides <laughs> technical training um and wait till you hear this oh right so this is why this this kind of um feeds into the sexism a little bit but it's also a little bit okay. funny so we'll see we'll see how it plays out with the audience which is courtney <laughs> um they have penetration parties (laughs) which offers certifications and training for opening safes (laughs) why is it called penetration i don't fucking know because they're men (laughs) it's so fucking weird i know is that weird that's even a weird decision for men to call it penetration they just want to penetrate together they just want to penetrate each other with knowledge Fair enough. They just want to hold each other's hand on the dial as they're turning it. Oh, whisper so this into was each other's one of ear. Those, like activities that was created so men can just be close to each other. Yes. 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 Absolutely. I see. Absolutely. I see. I they see. just want to feel another man, be bonded with another man mm-hmm. through an activity, as we know, because penetrate men can't bond the safe together. The barrier. The safe. Oh. <laughs> yeah exactly the safe they is want their to heart. penetrate each other's safety walls and break down <laughs> what it truly means to be a man crack open that safe <laughs> crack open that, that, that safe over your heart <laughs> so, yeah that's what they got um there's three levels of certifications that you could reach registered okay. safe technician which is just like kind of basic and you have to demonstrate knowledge it's like a written test of like parts lock <laughs> wow. identification combination changing basic servicing lock facts and troubleshooting and then the second level which you can only get to if you pass the test for the first level certified journeyman safe cracker <laughs> which is demonstrates oh knowledge of tools and techniques dial to lock identification round doors square doors and fire safes and then the third and most accredited level <laughs> which you have to pass level one and level two test to get to is certified master safe cracker. And this is all aspects of the safe technician trade. It also covers, this is the one if I was to get into safe cracking, which is what I would be interested in, which is antique safes, which is fucking cool. And I'm guessing antique is anything over like 50 years old. Like those are the Mm -hmm. ones that are interesting that are in the news that are like mysteries. Like I don't want to go to a bank and like the bank is like, I can't open. Antique safes too is like, you know, there might be something really cool in there. Like maybe someone yeah. died and like they didn't never took it out. And this was, you know, maybe a time before things were like digital and we had like banks and yeah. stuff, so people kept their stuff at home. Yes. So there's like old documents cool stuff maybe which could yeah. tell you about how people used to live, like perfectly yeah. preserved Secrets. skates. <laughs> 
yeah even finding like silly little things like like film or like you know perfectly preserved skates like i still think that stuff is pretty fucking cool and i would probably keep it to be honest i'd be like sick um you also get to learn about gsa containers which i didn't look up sorry guys vault doors high security containers and you need actual competence as opposed to theoretical competence in troubleshooting combination lock manipulation and offset drill point transferring skills and i think that the drill point transferring skills is the one where you actually do have to drill into the door and you're like i'm sorry but i have to ruin your safe because i'll fucking know what i'm doing but as they said if you're a good safe cracker last resort yeah yeah exactly you don't need to break nothing yeah, just call a different safe cracker if you feel like you can't get it done because someone will be able to. Um, and yeah, that's it. That's cool. <laughs> that's the world of safe cracking. <laughs> I have never even stopped for a moment in my life to consider the world of safe cracking. So it's all very interesting. And I kind of want to try it now. I kind of want to watch a YouTube video and try to like break into like a locker lock. Just see if I have like the ear yeah. for it yeah me too do you think it's something that you're born with or do you think it's something that like you acquire i think you can get trained to do it i honestly think you can get trained to do it yeah yeah i think it's possible i feel like yeah i think the perfect opportunity would have probably been in high school when everybody had those Mm. turn dial locks yeah you just probably would have been walk down the hall all day (laughs) opening popping up exactly but i swear to god when i had those locks like It wasn't just because I had, like, my hand had memorized the combination, but it was also because Mm -hmm. I could feel when it wanted me to stop, you know? Like, Mm. because sometimes... I have the blood of a tradesman. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, if it was was 14, like, I would never... Like, sometimes I would stop at, like, 16 or something, but I would never go past, like, 5. Like, it would... would kind of stop me i would be like this is and then this and then this and then like yeah i don't know it just Mm. it just felt um like second nature to me and uh, (laughs) i'm meant to go down this path safe you should yeah it would be a really fun party six hundred dollars for four hours what is that Mm -hmm. math 250 Um, bucks an hour no that's not right yeah you got paid just to chill that's not right at all 600 (laughs) Uh, yeah 150 bucks an hour that that's is amazing. That's so yeah, incredible. That's sick. That's so Do fucking it. awesome. And it could easily just be like a part-time hobby too if you want. But yeah. it sounds like these people dedicate their lives to it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's so cool. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. I really I really am interested. I would love to meet a safe cracker too. I almost called these guys. I was like, I should call them for an interview. And then I was like, what am I crazy? I'm not gonna talk to strangers. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next time, guys. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe next if time. you are a safe cracker or if you know a safe cracker, let us know. They can come on the podcast. Yeah. I feel like we do this every week. We're like, if you know someone that does this. Yeah. But maybe we should guys, just we're gonna have find so the many... person yeah. who knows the things. <laughs> maybe that's the next maybe. level of podcasting is bringing on experts <laughs> than arguing the with initiative. them about things we don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that was very cool also keep us updated on what ends up being on that film like yeah i will your mom's work. i will i will if it's anything interesting yeah, definitely i can't wait to find out ooks. i bet it will be spooky ookie used to be that place is haunted too like for sure That's haunted like, some people have seen like ghosts in the windows and stuff like that yeah my mom has never seen them but she says that some people 
but she's not really into like the whole like voodoo thing like if she feels like something mm-hmm. someone is following her she's just like eh, it's just the wind <laughs> it's just the lord watching over me it's just the lord <laughs> she's not into ghosts but she is into jesus yes <laughs> isn't very jesus much. a ghost i mean he is he is the holy ghost that's true that's true he did rise after mm-hmm. you know he appeared three days later Everyone yeah, was just like, ooh, clouds. that man's alive. But maybe he was just a ghost. Maybe he was just like, ooh. Yeah. The first ghost. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Christmas should actually be Halloween. Celebrating <laughs> the birth of the first ghost. <laughs> oh, that would be so cute. And everyone has to dress like ghosts for Halloween. Ooh. An idea. Oh, also Friday the 13th is coming up. Yeah. <gasps> cute is that this week mm-hmm. yes ma'am you know what happened on friday the 13th two years ago the whole world shut what? down was that on friday the 13th the day the day that i got the email that my university shut down for covid and then the last day that i had at work were both on friday the 13th oh Ooh. so watch out <laughs> watch your back great <laughs> holy shit well hopefully this Friday the 13th Everyone's is good safe. Yeah. yeah stay safe out there guys fuck <laughs> that's it for us this week thanks for sticking around um, thanks guys and listening to our episode this week thanks for listening to Lydia's little story and then her little chat about safe crackers if you um, don't know now you know if you ever feel like you don't know, know what you're gonna do with your life you, know. you should get into safe cracking <laughs> yeah 100% 100% if anyone listens to this episode and it inspires you to like change your career or pick up a new hobby <gasps> let us know I would love that yeah. I would love to influence someone's life like that um and if you want to let us know what you think you can head over to our instagram at very.unimportant.people you can find us on twitter at the unimportant ppl you can email us at here at gmail.com and that's h-h-t-r-s here at gmail.com you can check us out on patreon uh, mm-hmm. head to our instagram once again that's very.unimportant.people and then in our bio there's a link tree click on the link tree click on the button that says patreon bam you found us we're there and there. last but not least <laughs> check us out on tiktok yay and that's it for us this week have a great bye bye later hosers <laughs>